Hi, friends. Welcome to Your Life, Your Story. I'm your host, Jill O'Boyle. This podcast is all about turning your battles into breakthroughs and helping you rise up. Perhaps you feel stuck. Life feels heavy right now. You want to numb the pain with all the wrong things in life just to get by. But could your battles in your life actually be perfectly placed in your life for a reason? Could you use these battles as your breakthrough? On this podcast, I will uncover how you can do just that. Not only will I share my personal story, but I am honored to have some amazing guests on the show who are opening up about their life and the battles they have gone through. But through faith and God's calling, they didn't give up. They're now living their best life. And here's the thing. So can you. So if you're there, you're ready to let go of the chains and discover freedom on the other side, then join me inside and let's rise up together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two, where we are going to dive into the feeling of being stuck. Like, is this it? Have you ever asked yourself that? Like, is this it? Is this what living is all about? Like maybe you have been working your ass off. Your life is stressful all the time. You get up and you go to work and you come home, you make dinner, you put the kids to bed and you're sitting there thinking, surely this can't be it. And if you're like me, that's exactly how I felt. And I would come home, get back on the computer, like working the nine to 10 hours at the office wasn't enough. The emails never stop. You want to break. Many times you do break. Your peace is found in the car ride with music so loud, uh, just to get some clarity. It's your 30 minutes of detox. And you're trying to mute the world for those 30 minutes just so that you can have some time to breathe, some time for yourself. Does that sound familiar? Can you relate to this? Because I have totally been there. I was so mentally and physically exhausted. I gave 100% to my career and didn't have much of anything else to give to the world. My priorities were so backwards. And somehow in life, I lost the girl I used to be. I was fearless. I was bold. As I shared with you on episode one, I followed my intuition. I followed everything that brought me joy. I believed I could be anything. Everybody tells you you can be anything you want to be. I knew that. And I stayed true to that for a long time. I was checking my boxes. I had everything going just as I had planned. Whatever brought me joy, whatever I felt God was calling me to do, I did. Until one day, I got to the point of not listening to that voice. I guess I just was like, I'm in my 30s. This is what life is like. This is where my journey ends. I've made my way up the corporate ladder. I've gotten married. I have kids. I guess it's time to just be a mom, and this is life. Now, remember back to episode one, I shared with you that I didn't want kids, or at the time, I thought I was never going to have kids. And I'm so thankful that God changed my vision on that. My two kids are my life. But I realized that you have to set boundaries in your life or your kids will control your life. And that was one important thing that I had to learn. So let's rewind the tape just a minute. Let me take you back to a story how I met my husband, Jack. Yes, you probably heard that in episode one. We are Jack and Jill and we never, ever get any jokes about that. So I was sitting in my college apartment with my girlfriends watching my favorite reality show at the time, The Bachelor. Still a good show, little fake reality. But anyway, here I am with my girlfriends watching the show and I see a beautiful setting in the Carolinas. It was being filmed at Defusky Island Resort, South Carolina. 
And I love the Carolinas. My family and I would go to Myrtle Beach every July 4th weekend. And every time we would head home, I would say, why? Why are we leaving? Why are we going back to Ohio? I was destined to move to the Carolinas after college and continue to tell my parents that over and over. So sitting there, I was watching the show and I was taking the scenery all in. And when the show was over, I said, I'm going to go work there. And my girlfriends are like, what? What are you talking about? I said, yeah, I'm going to see if I can find a job there. And sure enough, I get online and they are hiring for an event coordinator position. And I was going to school for communications, knowing that I wanted to do something in event planning. That was always what my heart was saying as a, as a young girl. And so I applied and had a phone interview. It went really well. They wanted to, me to come down to South Carolina and interview in person. So I called my parents and I said, great news. I have this job opportunity down in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And right away, my father says, no, wait, wait, whoa. Hilton Head, South Carolina, you just interviewed for a pharmaceutical sales position in Cleveland, Ohio. And I said, yeah, I know. But Cleveland, Ohio, really, Dad? Cleveland, Ohio? That's colder than St. Mary's, Ohio, where I grew up. And I was destined to move to the Carolinas. But I know what my dad was doing. He was just trying to keep me safe. And I continued to say, you know what, Dad? My heart's just not there. You know, I was a girl that always followed my intuition in my heart. And he said, well, let's just, let's just go and let's check it out. You know, I don't want to rule this out. And so we went and we toured Cleveland area. I think we even looked at some apartments and I was just, I'm not feeling it. I'm like, I'm sorry, dad, but this is not what I want to do. And of course, pharmaceutical sales, money-wise, would have been maybe the wiser choice. But that it was nowhere near where I wanted to go. And so he finally backed down and he realized there was nothing he was going to do to make me think that Cleveland, Ohio was better than Hilton Head, South Carolina. And at that time, money was take it or leave it. And so the first week there, I met my husband. And my coworker was one of the wedding planners at the resort, and she invited me to a cookout at her boyfriend's house. And it was within five to ten minutes of being on the back patio, sitting poolside. I looked across the table, and I met my husband. I 100% knew. And all he had said to me was, hi, I'm Jack. And so sitting there across from me was a smaller frame guy, blonde hair, blue eyes, bright orange polo shirt. He barely gave me any time at that moment because there was a TV right behind me where the St. Louis Cardinals game was on. And it wasn't long after the game was over that he decided to welcome my presence finally. But sitting there, something whispered to me, you're going to marry that guy. And I'm like, what? This dude hasn't even spoke to me. Have you ever had that happen to you? Like you know something before it's going to happen? Your intuition is so high that you find yourself always looking back like, that's weird. I knew that was going to happen. My mother and grandmother have the same trait. As a young child, it was pretty annoying. When I know I did something I shouldn't, I would come home and my mom was like, what did you do? I'm like, how do you know this? Same with my grandmother. She would always call and check on me and my cousins right when we needed her to show up. God is just great like that. He just knows what we need always. So as I said, it didn't take long, and Jack and Jill were a couple destined for love. We got married a short two years later at a beautiful plantation home in Oldfield, South Carolina, right outside of Hilton Head Island. 
I mentioned before, I basically had my wedding planned as a 10 year old. And it's funny, if you go back and you look at my bridal clippings, like everything I pretty much envisioned or clipped for my wedding, like basically came true. I really could have probably saved some money and just went back to my 10 year old box of clippings and that was my wedding planning. But everything I clipped was in there. It was the castle-like staircase coming down. I had clipped out my flowing white gown, the flowers, the tables. I mean, pretty much everything was packed in this little box. And the reason everything panned out the way I had visioned it as a 10-year-old was just that. I had already visioned it. I had already manifested it. I had already put in my mind that I was going to get married in a castle-like fairy tale wedding location. I was going to come down these spiraling staircases. I was going to have this. I had already put it in my mind. And when you put things into the universe, if you put things to God, those wishes do come true. And so here we are. We are married. We had a fantastic wedding. We were living our best life. We were two young couples living the island life, I would call it. And it didn't really get much better until a short three years later, I started feeling a strong tug at my heart. Something was pulling me to have kids, which, as I mentioned before, was not something that I said I was going to do. It wasn't the vision that I had, but I am forever grateful that I have my two kids. And so I was having these really strong pulls at my heart to have kids and to move back closer to family a place where I said I would never move back to. And I guess I didn't move back to Ohio, but I still moved back north, and we found our place in Indiana. It was right in the middle between Ohio and Illinois, which is where my husband grew up. And so just like me, he also had dreams of living down south and also grew up loving the Carolinas. And so here we are packing up our life and moving back to the place where we both as younger adults, fleed from. I mean, we were living our life, but all of a sudden, because my head and my heart started pulling on me, we started packing up the life that we were loving. Why would we do this? We knew at one time we wanted to be in the Carolinas. So why are we packing up the life that we love to go back to a life that we didn't love as younger adults? And I see this happening all the time. People are young and they're fearless. They follow their intuition. They follow their heart because they know no different. The world hasn't shaped them yet. The world hasn't taken over their thoughts and beliefs. They feel limitless, independent, and they are. They're following God's calling on their life. They're following the breadcrumbs of joy. This brings me joy, so I'll follow it. This brings me joy. Oh, I'll follow that, and I'll follow that, and I'll follow that. And they keep doing it. And that's exactly how I live my life. I talked about that in episode one. Whatever I wanted in life, I was awarded, not because I'm great at everything in my life. No, but because I was listening and trusting God. I was following my intuition and it felt right. Unfortunately, as we get older, fear starts to take a strong hold on us. We choose fear over God many times. The problem with that is when you listen to fear, You're listening to your head, and you'll stay stuck in that life that is no longer fulfilling you. Your head is your ego. Your head is your survival mechanism. 
Your head wants to keep you safe. So most people stay there and continue to listen over and over and over again because it's all that they know. But the fact of the matter is your heart is where you can thrive. Your heart is where you can find joy and success. And when you can start listening to your intuition, your heart, God, universe, you can drop from your head down to your heart. This is where you can find joy, love, purpose, meaning this is where you can find life. So as I stated before, this was how I lived all my life, always by my heart. I was fearless. I laughed at fear. I was a thrill seeker. I loved roller coasters. We'll get into more on that in another episode, but I loved life. I lived my life full of meaning, purpose, and in my heart, always, until one day I stopped doing that. Fear finally won. Fear finally got the best of Jill. The opinions of other people won. The thought that, well, if we're going to have kids and start a family, we should move back closer to home. That's what other people do, right? That's where the grandparents are. It would be very selfish of us to just stay this far away. Okay, well, it may feel like that, but you have to remember this was the life you were called to live. If you've moved somewhere that brought you joy to your heart, you should follow that and trust that. There was a reason why you made that move. But I didn't, and Jack didn't, and we decided that we will pack it up We will leave our dream life in the Carolinas, and we will start a new life in Indiana. So we moved to Indiana in 2011, and for a few years, I started to think, you know what? This was right. This was the right step. We're now back closer to family. Things aren't too bad. And we started our family quickly and was blessed with our oldest son in 2012, and then God blessed us with another son in 2016. And it was then having two boys, working a stressful job, living in a place I knew wasn't where my heart was, that I started to take a big spiral down. I started believing that my worth was over, that this was it. I was exhausted. I was stressed. And I was trying to be everything for everyone. Dangerous spot to be in, let me tell you. Juggling being a working mom in a very stressful event, trade show and marketing company, The deadlines and client demands that were so far from realistic, but I worked for a company back then that never said no. We never said no to our clients, and it was a mentality of whatever it takes. And yes, that means sacrificing your family. Emails that never stopped, workload that was too much for one person to handle. Life was stressful, and I was trying to juggle the work being a mom of two young boys, being a wife, a friend, a coworker, a boss. I was giving everyone my attention, but I wasn't giving myself any attention. I lost doing things just for me. I lost the purpose of living, the purpose of finding joy in the day. Sure, on the outside, I had it all together. I would still smile and I would laugh and I would put on the face. And I did it really well too. No one knew what was going on. And you know what? Shame on me for not telling anyone. Don't put on the face. Don't hide behind the smile. You're not only hurting yourself, but you're hurting the family members around you who are actually pretty smart and probably seeing right through it. Honesty will set you free. I wish I could have saved some painful months, even years, by opening up versus keeping it all in because it eventually will start to boil and boil and boil up inside. 
So if you're listening right now and you are in my shoes, you're there right now, I encourage you to continue listening to this podcast because I'm going to tell you that there is hope. There is a way out that at the end of the day, if you can follow the steps I'm going to give you, there is freedom, fulfillment, love, purpose, and joy in your life. It takes being intentional and finding time for you again. And perhaps you're thinking, but Jill, I have no time. That's the problem. Listen, I hear you, but trust me, I have the solutions and I can help. On my next episode, we'll dive into all of that. I'll share with you the uncovering of my affair, how I thought my marriage and life was over, but God had a better plan. Okay, everyone, if you enjoyed this episode or know someone that needs to hear it, please go ahead and share it. Take a screenshot and post it on social media. And heck, while you're at it, hit the subscribe button. I'm Jilla Boyle, and it's been a pleasure sharing my story with you. Until the next episode, go out and make it a great day.